0: And we're live on Game Changers with me, Vicki Abelson. And my guest today is my lovely new friendly Purcell Lee. Hi. Hi, Vicki. You know, you really, I was saying it before we went live, but it's really true. You are an absolute marvel. You oh, are gorgeous. You are you, I'm in awe of you. I don't know how you do it. I don't. I, I guess we don't want to know the secrets, but there's definitely somebody dead in a closet somewhere. <laughs> I, 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 there's, there is no a portrait, not a dead person. Oh, a po- oh right. Oh, a portrait. Oh, there's a there's a, an aging. That's right. There's an aging portrait. You know, in it's a the movie, Dorian Gray. I know, that was an amazing film. Was. And you've done some amazing films. We're going to get to all of that. Thank you. Um, before we start <laughs> talking about the work, though, I want to talk about you. I, I didn't bring my hat in. I, I know that veterans are a, a subject close to your heart. And yes. I've done some stuff for the veterans. And why? what, what, what makes that a cause that's important to you?
1: Uh, my father was a Marine fighter pilot. And um, he was killed. Oh, and so, um, so, yeah, it's a big deal to me. And also my family has a, hundreds of years of history of being in the military, going wow. all the way back to, I believe, the Revolutionary War. Uh, wow. Yeah, the Revolutionary War. Yeah, so it's a very long uh, history. And there's a really incredible story, if we have time, I'll tell you. It's very brief. So, can tell it, tell it now, okay, well, it, it it's a a very long ago ancestor, uh-huh. who was in the Revolutionary War, and his name was um I think it was Joshua Phillips. I, I think I could be wrong. I, okay. now I' at all my cousins correcting me <laughs> and they'll be like, "Why didn't you get that right? And I think I just froze.
0: Okay. Uh, no, you're you're not frozen. Oh, there, there we go. I can see. There you go. Um, you
1: go. I think that's I think that was his name. But he okay. was in the Revolutionary War. Wait a minute. How many generations back do you go here? Oh, were to you like back.
0: on
1: to on Native the- Americans? That's how far back we go. Wow. So yeah, we've been here for a while. Wow. But but it depends on which. Uh, you know, everybody. We're all such mutts. Uh, yeah. And um, every it depends on well we're talking about the French side or the Irish side or the uh, American side or the Scots or it depends on which of that but I believe that the Revolutionary War let me think he would have been on the Scots side and he was wow. fighting on the good side um, he was not a loyalist he was a rebel and he but he was um he was a ranking officer and he. He had a wife and several children, and there was a really, really bad uh, general on the loyalist side. He was a very bad guy, and I think his name was something like Mad Dog Killer, or it means something like (laughs) really bad. He was a really bad guy. So my ancestor was off fighting in a secret location, and Mm -hmm. his wife knew not to tell anybody where he was, and Mad Dog Killer guy. Came and he <laughs> um, he um, uh, broke into their house and she was there with alone with the children and uh, kept trying to, to force her to tell him uh, who uh, uh, where uh, my ancestor was fighting and she wouldn't and so he killed her in front of her children. Whoa. Yep. And um, wow. So then when my ancestor I guess I don't. I don't know the whole story. Who does? We're talking in <laughs> seventeen something.
0: Yeah, it's a um, few years ago.
1: A few years ago, right? But when he came back mm-hmm. from, I guess that battle. Yeah. And uh, anyway, later he married a Native American woman, whom I'm a direct descendant of. Uh, named. Do Jane. you know what um, what tribe? She well, that's a whole other story. But okay. Yeah. We could talk about supposedly she was Cherokee and she had a Cherokee son, but she married my ancestor and, um, and they had several more children of which I am descended from them, even though I certainly do not look Native American, you do but, not. I am actually a direct descendant and that's proven by DNA.
0: And have you done the DNA thing? Yeah,
1: many times. Oh, I've done it four or five times with four or five different companies, because for a period of time I was completely obsessed and everything was coming back different but the one thing that was always uh, standard was the Native American since oh. it has been like oh Liberia and uh, this and you know anyway I, I have I have two or three three gene- genealogists in my family
0: so oh, we, my
1: yeah I don't know it just happened and so oh. we know um more than most
0: you know, more. Wow. Do you, do you, did you find out all that health stuff? That's what scares me. Yes, I did. And is anything scary?
1: Uh, you know, I didn't find out the scary stuff. Good. Because you can, you can say no to that. Yeah. I found out other things. And then there were things that were like so wrong, like, like what? Like, um, no, you don't have red hair. It's like, oh, hello. And, um, wow. Even though I have dyed my hair many many colors for various roles, right? I'm right. a redhead, and no, you don't have freckles. Um, I'm sorry, these are <laughs> these are freckles, and um, I forget. Uh, but but some of, a lot of the things are okay. I froze again. I can see. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. There we um, go. There you go. But anyway, I don't see anything wrong. I think it's interesting to do that to do the to do the uh, DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the gene the health gene but I'm on so many different DNA because of my cousins you know they're they're like oh I think you should try this one now and so we do and um and it's fun <laughs> it's fun to do uh-huh. my cousins don't like it at all and won't have anything to do I have a lot of cousins more than most people and do you have
0: family here in in LA
1: uh yes I do I am Yes, yes, I do. I'm really lucky. Yeah, I have, I have uh, my nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, I call him my nephew. Technically, he's a cousin, but I call him my nephew, and he's fabulous. He's a writer, and um, he had um, uh, Never Have I Ever. He has an episode on that that he wrote. Fantastic. And, yeah, he's really a wonderful writer. And then I have a niece, really a cousin, but I call her my niece,
0: um, that we're going to spend Thanksgiving with. I was just, that was my next question. That's where I was going. What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
1: My niece and Mm -hmm. her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. um, bought a place in Big Bear just six months ago. We haven't seen it yet. So, so we're going up to see, to see that. And so that should really be fun. And then my other nephew, really a cousin, I call him my nephew, but, um, he lives in Santa Barbara, that's her brother. And so he and his, terrific girlfriend are coming also up to Big Bear Mm -hmm. and so and we're taking um our dog and he's like elderly uh but he's he's going to go because he goes everywhere and and that's what we're doing (laughs) what
0: are you doing I'm actually cooking And this is the first time in five years that my daughter is home for Thanksgiving. And I didn't know when I said I was going to cook that I'm going to have hip replacement surgery seven days later. And I have to do like 9,000 tests and doctors before that. So how I'm going to have time to cook. I don't know how that's going to work at all. Hello, Gelson's. You know, (laughs) dinner for for however many people. And (laughs) it's so great. You know, I can't do it because first of all, my friends got the Gilsons last year, and they were disappointed. They said it was kind of a lot of work. Whole Foods has it.
1: That's true. I mean, trust me, I know every place in town that does Thanksgiving.
0: You know, if if we have to, Thanksgiving is kind of my kid's favorite thing of mine that I cook. That so it's kind of like you know, and this will probably be the last time I'm going to be cooking for like months. So oh,
1: you'd be surprised. I'm surprised.
0: I we didn't talk about hard. that, but I'm going to call you later. Another time. You're going to tell me about your friends that had hip replacement. Yeah, I have two friends, two friends okay.
1: and three actually now either
0: of any of them, use snibby I'm going to snibby. I have no idea. Okay. I can
1: certainly find out.
0: for you. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, anyway, so I don't want to talk about me. This is about you, Lee. So, okay. <laughs> so, so I know that tonight you're doing something with our friend Kay. now, all right, I have like a million related questions. I'm all over the place. But okay. have, have you and Candy been friends a long time, Candy Clark? Yes. So did you know Jeff Bridges from Candy Clark days? No, I knew Jeff before. Or, what?
1: Or different? No, different. No, different. Un- unrelated to Candy. I I knew Jeff,
0: and um, because I know that uh, the movie you did with Bo, and I know that you have history with with Lloyd, but how did Jeff... re- so many. Bridges, actually, many, many bridges, because
1: they're such a a tribe. I actually asked them uh, to adopt me, oh, Uh, but they said no; they had enough people. But I could, you know, be kind of honorary. So, um, yeah. So, how did you meet Jeff? If it's how did I meet Jeff? Well, I'm trying to remember. I think we auditioned for something together when we were kids. Wow, and I don't remember what. Okay, and I. And I don't think I got the role, but I don't remember anymore. It's so long ago, but yeah. So I knew, I knew Jeff from that, not from candy. I knew candy because a long time ago we had the same manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I knew her from there and then just from, you know, around. Right. And auditioning for the same things. And, you know, oh, wow. she would get it sometimes. I get it. Some, so forth. That's kind of how it goes. And, right. you know, I have, I have friends who are not, also not in the inter- entertainment industry, but probably not as many, right? Because that's just, you know, you kind of meet people at your mm-hmm. workplace mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's my life since I was three. So that's,
0: we're going to talk about that too. And, and also because your publicist, Tarlem Boyle, who's so wonderful, bowl. He, bowl. Bowl. I always say Boyle, b- bowl. <laughs> B-O-L-L. It's very hard for me to say Boyle. It's not ball oh, it's like bowl evil. Think of Bowl Evil. Bowl, Harlem Bowl who's so wonderful and yes. he has so many events and at every one of his events like you're all there. It's like <laughs> yes, it's like a tribe. A, it it, a tribe. It is a tribe. It is
1: yeah, it is really it's funny because it is a tribe. But it is a tribe. But all these different you know like for the Academy events which is where Candy and I are going tonight to see mm-hmm. Don't Look Up which is a new movie. Meryl Streep and I think Leonardo DiCaprio. Think. And I've heard
0: great things about it. I've heard great things
1: also. I'm li- really looking for it. To- and then there's a party, you know, with the actors, of actors course, and the director. And um, and it's not a big thing; it's kind of small thing. So right. I I like that. I don't like the big things too much. But um, what was I saying? I forgot.
0: Um, that you uh, that you go that oh, you oh, see.
1: I, well, there's different tribes for different places. Mm-hmm. So there's a tribe for the. Academy, the Motion Picture Academy, because we all see each other like two or three times a week during the Oscar right. season, and right. it's the same people, right you know, over and over.
0: And I've gone many there, times
1: with Candy, yes. Yes. And <laughs> that you see the Bagley's
0: there, Ed and Rochelle, you see Ed and Rochelle there, I assume. Sometimes they come, yes. to,
1: we're going to a private home tonight, and sometimes mm-hmm. they are both there. Yes. And then, of course, I know Rochelle from mm-hmm. union service, and, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, for Harlan's events it's a different tribe for those (laughs) yes
0: there's Anson and Donnie and and
1: Anson and Donnie yeah and Roslyn yes and Roslyn and should we say people's last names is it kind of rude sure
0: uh, it's rude not Anson Williams Donnie Most Roslyn Kind yes
1: yes and I in fact I was just I was just texting with Donnie I don't know a few days ago about something but he's in Philadelphia where is he? He's in some other state. I think he's in Florida. He's doing a play with a friend of mine. Oh, nice. I sound like such
0: a jerky name dropper,
1: you know, but I'm not. It's just. You know, it's,
0: it's okay. Everybody likes to hear the names. It's just, Loretta it's Swit, okay. Loretta Swift. doing a play Fantastic. Hot
1: Lips. And Hot Lips. And also I think Dede Con's in it also. Fantastic. I, I've known D.D. in a long movie long. with a hundred years ago and, um, Anyway, that's just, God, I really feel like I'm like being obnoxious. Right? No, it's not being
0: obnoxious. Donnie went to sleepaway camp, went to day camp with my boyfriend when they were 14. No. Yes. And I reconnected them after 50 years and they saw each other again that's with their wives. Is that hysterical? For yes. Words. You know, they used to doesn't. do sleepovers. Yeah. Um,
1: oh my God, that's <laughs> dope. It's like, I have a really good friend who was my college roommate and, um, and we're still friends and she's she's here she's anyway she's
0: she's here dan navarro is sending love to both of us oh by i the love way. dan see oh, i not. didn't know you knew dan navarro says so that's another one I know dan. okay union. In union and i do union service union together. service yes of course. and he
1: is the most unbelievable singer
0: yes he is and
1: songwriter and entertainer and just all around good guy hi
0: dan fantastic dance Fabulous. Dan did the living room the first time with Cloris Leachman. And uh, oh, of course,
1: was... played my mother in the first TV show I ever did. Oh, what? It, it, world it, is it, about, it, yeah. This it's, world it's,
0: is about it, this. It, this it, it's, it's this. And, and I know that that um, I'm, I'm why am I spacing out? Wait a minute. I have to remember. Well, Orson Welles, we're going to talk about because of Henry Jaglom, And I know that you did work with Orson and also in Valley Girl, uh, Cameron Die, another friend of mine.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I love Cameron.
0: Yeah, he's we, a. Doll. You
1: know, I see Cameron once in a while when we do um, like reunion things and, and then we did something and we were signing at an autograph show and I love Cameron. He's incredibly talented.
0: Yes, he is. He's wonderful. Uh, all right. So let's get back to Lee. So three years old, come on, three years old. You're modeling for, is it Neiman Marcus you're modeling for?
1: Yeah, I was a toddler model for uh, the flagship store in uh, Dallas, and I always kind of laugh about it because I don't, I don't, I don't remember anybody well, who but did I mean- that. I'm sure there were other children, but I, I, don't remember them. And but I, I always laugh about it because I think, yeah, my parents probably were like, you know, you've been like living off of us <laughs> for long enough. <laughs> you, know, you have, you know, we've been housing you and feeding you, and get out there and get a job. <laughs> Was your mother a stage mother? Was that her dream? No. Oh, no. Nope. No, no. My mother was a housewife. She, no. Uh, no, we were walking. We were living in Dallas at the mm-hmm. time. We moved a lot in my uh, young childhood, a lot, all the time. Now, you moved because of the service? Was that? We moved because of the service and and then uh, other things. Okay. Uh, just We just yeah. kept moving. And okay. um, so my mother and I were walking down the street in Dallas, Mm-hmm. And uh, she always dressed me really. We didn't have much money, but, mm-hmm. but she made the best of uh, what we had. Mm-hmm. And so she and I were always dressed really nice, even Aww. though maybe it was like, you know, hand, I don't know, homemade or something. She couldn't sew, but maybe it was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how she did it actually on um, what we had, which wasn't much, but we were walking down the street in Dallas and this uh, I don't know, a talent scout or a rep or somebody who worked in mm-hmm. me, Marcus came up and my mother was uh, extraordinarily beautiful. Uh, mm. Like really, really beautiful. That is first. no
0: surprise.
1: Well, I don't look anything like her. Ah, nothing. No, nothing. I looked like a mini me of my dad, mm. but my dad was incredibly handsome. And, mm. um, and so this man came up and started talking to us and uh, about wanting me to come into the store with my mother, of course, I'm going to go alone at three.
0: (laughs) That would have been creepy if he (laughs) would have taken you alone.
1: No, she wouldn't let me go, (laughs) trust me, no. But anyway, we did. We went into the store. I don't know if it Mm -hmm. was that day or another day. I don't know. don't remember. And um, and they interviewed me to see if I could, you know. At uh, three. Yeah, three. (laughs) They interviewed me and uh, to see if I could take direction you know, which was simple things like put on this little dress mm. and walk down that runway. And, mm. and I was, it was easy. Mm. And so I got a job and uh, wow. yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. And you did that for a while. And so where do you go from there? You're already a success at three. I mean, it's <laughs> no. like, no, where do you go it from just there? a little, you know, runway modeling. It was a not- little runway modeling, but then I, I understand that you took dance now was dance, your mother's choice or your choice? No, my mother, um,
1: no, I, I didn't have a stage mother. My mother okay. was a, an extraordinarily beautiful mm. um, housewife. That's what she did. That was her mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, uh, she never had a paying job in her life. So, um, except for, I think when she was about 16, she worked mm-hmm. in a bank in California, I think. Mm-hmm. So, but that was it. She she never had those kind of goals. mm mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, it's just, for me, it just came out of nowhere. And did she, was she supportive of you having those kind of goals? No. Mm -mm. Okay. No, but uh, because they didn't think that I was going to do anything like that as a profession, I, I was supposed to be a doctor or or a nurse or something
0: like that. Right. When did, but the dancing came in pretty early because by 13, you're, you're (laughs) touring around. So Did she w- did you have to beg, borrow and steal to take dancing class or did no, she not like- at all?
1: No, 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 because I, no, I anyway, there was I, I was um, they were letting me take whatever class I wanted to take as long as it was affordable. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, because of my father's death, I had mm-hmm. um, money uh, uh, from the military to mm-hmm. help support me. Mm hmm later and uh, which is kind of awful but Hmm. and so it paid for you know a lot and Mm -hmm. not a lot but pay for some things Mm -hmm. and and um, and then so I took I took everything I mean I took dance and uh, I was I was a terrible stutterer wow terrible I mean really terrible
0: how did how did you get over that
1: well, um, I took uh, voice lessons, but I had this. <laughs> uh, I think I started about seven, mm-hmm. and I had this um, voice. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it back then. Now it's called a voice therapist, but then mm-hmm. I guess it was like that, but mm-hmm. not so formal. Mm-hmm. There was a woman who spoke like this <laughs> and had this really heavy southern accent. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and she, <laughs> And she, and she was, she was terrible. She was a terrible, terrible therapist. oh And she would say um, things to me like um, uh, round your vowels. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. and, and anyway, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just lived with being a stutterer mm-hmm. for many years, but I never stuttered while performing. It's just, it's just, wow. it's, well, it's a, it's kind of, it's a classic old story. Stutterers don't. If they are performers, they don't stutter when they're performing mm. on stage, television, movies. But in life, stutterers stutter. Mm. And it was really bad because I couldn't uh, make a phone call. Without, I, I couldn't, and I would freeze. And But I, mm. most stutterers developed tricks. Mm, and I had developed a lot of tricks um, that got me through, uh, childhood and adolescence. And then when I left home, I left home very early 17. And Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, when I finally worked my way to California, I found a a really great uh, voice, voice teacher. Mm -hmm. And he, he resolved my stuttering. Wow. So I, but it took probably two years.
0: So did you, Lee, did you ever audition while you were still a stutter and have to have the interview? Like, did you ever stutter during an interview, but then you would do the lines and you'd be fine, or you hadn't gotten to that yet?
1: I actually had gotten to that um, mm-hmm. and at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And no, there was never any problem uh, talking to somebody in the audition room or a mm-hmm. casting director or doing the audition. When I left, that it would it would surface
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so but it was but it it, it was gone I had this like I said this wonderful teacher he he was blind wow yeah he was great I mean I think the blindness uh, because he was blinded as a young man when he was going to Columbia University Mm -hmm. he was a professor and um, he I think the blindness made him so attuned Mm -hmm. to so many things I mean he Mm -hmm. could tell what mood you were in wow he could, I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, he was a great man. Really wow.
0: Great man. Professor. Wow. Clark. Okay. So you start out as a dancer. What, 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 was there a dream to be a professional? Like what was the first, did you want to be a doctor? What was the first dream no. for you? <laughs> no,
1: no. no, no, I didn't want to do anything like that. Um, Were you a good I, student? Excuse me. Were you a good student? No, mm-hmm. I was not particularly a good student. I, mm-hmm. I I was kind of handicapped a little bit because I had learned to read before I started school. Mm-hmm. So I learned to read at maybe four, mm-hmm. and I was a, a very prolific reader. Mm-hmm. And all my all my girlfriends from from there will tell you mm-hmm. I was really I, I always had my nose in a book. So, but it was kind of a handicap to start school like that mm-hmm. because, uh, well, first of all, I was kicked out of every school I ever went to, what? and that's in kindergarten. In, mm-hmm because I went to kindergarten in Dallas. Yeah. And um, I was kicked out of kindergarten and it just went like that because- Wait, just, wait, why were you kicked out of kindergarten? Um, you know, I, I refused to take a nap. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I did not want to I... lay on
1: all that. I thought dirty floor, because <laughs> I'm very picky. And um, on that, <laughs> you know, mat and go to sleep with all these other people. It's just like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> And the teacher was quite mean, and Mm -hmm. said, if you don't do it, you're going to go in the cloakroom. The cloakroom was, a in those days, that was a very scary place. Oh, yes. You know, it Mm -hmm. was very gothic. Mm -hmm. And um, so I ended up in the cloak 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 cloakroom in the dark. (gasps) And wow,
0: that's like child abuse now. It was like child, it would never happen Mm -hmm. now, you know, Mm -hmm. but then, right,
1: you know. Yeah. All bets were off. So Mm -hmm. I ended up in the cloakroom and, and that was the end of my kindergarten career. (laughs) My mother's like, no, not going back there.
0: So what, what was the first dream that uh, I want to be when I grow up? I want to,
1: I wanted to be, I told my (coughs) mother when I was two and a half, I'm going to be a movie star. I'm going to buy you a big car. Mm. So that was the first dream mm-hmm. and uh I I didn't buy her a big car she didn't want a big car so I took her to Europe
0: oh yeah that's she a was pretty nice friend oh yeah. um and so was dancing what you saw as a route to get there or was that something else
1: well that's too logical you know when you're a kid <laughs> you don't think about you know how you're going to do something you just think you know yeah, how kids are, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be a baseball player, but how are you going to get there? I, what, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, you know, but you just, you don't think about mm-hmm. how, mm-hmm. you just think about what, and, and I love that about kids, you know, they're like, I'm going to be an astronaut, but, <laughs> but they don't, they don't say like how they're going to do it. Like right. we have a friend whose um, son is a doctor now, young doctor. And, and uh, when my significant other met him, that was long before I did, um, he was like seven or something. And mm-hmm. he said to him, like you say to children, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he said, well, I'm going to be a doctor. Well, he's a doctor. Wow, nice. Yeah, because he named it. And I think if you I believe that, yeah, if you name it,
0: he manifested it.
1: Yeah, he yeah. did. And yeah. then he also did all the hard work, yes, and you know the grueling right. schooling, and he, right. he did all that. And mm-hmm. uh, he's he's an emergency room doctor, which I think is fantastic. Hard, hard, hard to do, right? And mm-hmm. I think with children, that I think you have to really listen to children because they will tell you what what they want to do. And um, and it may sound like very far fetched, mm-hmm. you know, for a child to say, "Here, your grandmother, two and a half, I'm gonna be a movie star and buy you a big car." It's pretty far fetched, <laughs> you know. But then I did it, mm-hmm. and um, or start in movies at least. And mm-hmm. um, so I think you have to really listen to children because mm-hmm. they will name what they want to do, and it may be something like really like what's crazy to you, mm-hmm. but is it is what they want to do. And I find that to be really fascinating. And the, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody else what I wanted to do, only her. Because I knew it would be ridiculed. And so I only told her. And, um, and when she used to, because she lived in California, mm mm-hmm. And when she used to visit me on the set, you know, she would visit me all the time on the set. And uh, it was great, you know, because that was the person who listened to me and never scoffed at what I said or no matter how crazy it was or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going off with this, with this uh, little theatrical company. You're 13. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to really listen to children.
0: I agree with you. I have children. I listen to my children. I talk to them too, but not yet. Uh, so Lee, how <laughs> did how did you how did you segue from okay, so you runway modeled, you 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 you, beca- you learned to dance, you yes. became part of a troupe. Yeah. How did you segue that into becoming an, an, an actor? Well, yeah, my first TV show at five oh Um, stop I don't even know that I looked I did all this research that I didn't know what was your first tv show well no you wouldn't have known it because it's completely
1: and utterly obscure okay by that time we were living in um Millington which is the naval base that's right next to Memphis okay we were living there Mm -hmm. and somehow and I don't know how but I do believe you if you name things they kind of fall in your lap sometimes you know and uh I don't know how it happened but there was this little show there called the Mid-South Talent Show Mm -hmm. and uh somehow I ended up on that show it was a tv show it was a regional tv show and I was five and I read a poem and then I did that show for the next eight years and on and off. Wow! I didn't do it every week. I did it right off. But but they really were. I mean, it was great training. It in a very accidental way, because they would call me up because mm-hmm. you know, as as I got older, they could call me, and before that, they would call my mother mm-hmm. and they would uh, say, "Oh, you know, we have a slot this week. Do you have like something you want to do? You want to do a dance? You want to do a song? You want to?" To, you know, and I would say sure, and I would come up with something, and then I started um, designing my costumes, and uh, did that for a very long time, and still do a little bit of it, wow. and, uh, but I don't sew, so I, I always have to take them someplace else, but I can sketch and, mm-hmm. and describe and shop for fabric, things like that and so i did that show and then when i got a little older and was doing the show when i was like maybe 10 12 then i would call them up <laughs> and i would say hey, oh my god yeah mm-hmm. to do this dance and you know and so I, I did i did that and so i did that show for on and off for about 8 years and then i started with this little traveling little traveling company that there i just froze up again mm.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Now no, it's moving. There you go. I move my
1: head sometimes. It's you know? so interesting being a robot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, I had a, a, an incredible um, band director, musical director, who mm-hmm. decided to start this company of students, and we ended up going like all over and performing. And so and we, now your
0: parent is your mother okay with this, that you're doing this? It's just fine because none
1: of this was real it was not real Mm -hmm. now the model the the little modeling gigs Mm -hmm. that i had those are real you know Mm because i was paid Mm -hmm. but none of this was real none of this was like leaving home Mm -hmm. not becoming a doctor or a nurse or at least marry a doctor right something (laughs) and um you know and or be a teacher or whatever right because they i don't know i always think that i was kind of raised by wolves even though (laughs) I wasn't because were, these, you know, my mother and my stepfather were intelligent, um, educated mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. but they never, um, they never like talk to me about how are you going to earn a living? And mm. other than, well, I guess you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be a nurse or, or you're going to be a doctor's wife. And it was like, okay, but there was no plan, right? You know, there was no nothing really just yeah. nothing yeah. and and that's and actually that's okay <laughs> because um it all turned out fine mm-hmm. and if I had gone in that direction I I think I would be dead already because wow. it wouldn't have I wouldn't have survived doing something that wasn't in the arts I just wouldn't have survived it and uh, so I think it all turned out really really well for because I was raised by wolves, very intelligent, very good-looking, hmm. educated wolves, but nevertheless, who didn't really ever concern themselves with how was my education going or mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm actually grateful. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds weird
0: well no because everything happened the way it was supposed to and yeah, it did th- that's because exactly where I okay mean- so let we have we have way too many actors and and co-stars to talk about so we have to move so so how did you get the first the first professional acting gig as as an as you did this company and you traveled around and did that but then how did you get to film how did you segue to film okay so
1: i i got in my car and drove to california That was one thing and um had a horrible accident, destroyed my car. Oh, and so then I became a hitchhiker. And, uh, yeah. And anyway, um, so the first, the first pay, well, I also started doing modeling again, because I was going to support myself by dance, but then I got injured in the car wreck. And so then I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I need to earn a living. And so um, I was already working in a disco, uh, <laughs> such different times, yeah. in, this, in a disco, and um, at night, and, you know, from like nine until four in the morning, and then get a couple hours of sleep and then go do classes, um, but I needed more money, it wasn't enough. And so somebody said, you know, you you could be a model. And I said, Oh, funny you mentioned that. I have already been a model. <laughs> and but they said, no, you mean you could be a grown-up model. And so I I did that. And I did uh, but then I, when I got better, I anyway, I became a runway dance model. It was a very interesting. Wow, model. what's a runway dance model? It was a troupe of models. <laughs> it was no, we weren't really dance. We were choreographed. Wow. Um, wow i don't i don't i've never seen it since but we were all models for nina blanchard if you ever heard of nina yes sure very famous uh Mm -hmm. a modeling agent and um but there were a bunch of dancers in that she had as a modeling client on her roster Mm -hmm. and so we would do runway shows but we would dance
0: wow So it was
1: very unusual Uh uh-huh and but okay going back to your original question so I was going around auditioning. At at that time, there were these programs called the new talent programs. Mm -hmm. And um, every studio had them. Fox and Columbia and Warner Brothers. Everybody had Universal had these new talent programs, which were not like from the glory days of Hollywood, where Mm -hmm. everything was done for you. This was really like it was good, but it was a lot of taking advantage of because uh. we did not get what, say, the actors of an earlier uh, age got in the golden age, right I was, they, they were groomed. They had mm. dance and voice and this and that. But we had to still pay for all that. <clears throat> and But we would get a weekly stipend, which was uh-huh. practically nothing. Mm-hmm. And we had the prestige of, of being in, in, in a new talent program, which at that time... They don't exist anymore, I think Mm -hmm. that um, Francis uh, Coppola was the last one who did it for Zoetrope. But, um, so it was very prestigious because it was very sought after. And I had auditioned for, I don't know, three or four different studios. And finally, um, Screen Gems uh, signed me. But I had already auditioned for the first film I ever did, which was for Steve McQueen.
0: -hmm. And I'd already auditioned. Yeah, we have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've had, I think, because I had five auditions for that, but I think I'd had the first two. Mm -hmm. So when I signed the deal with Screen Gems, I was smart enough to say to them, "I'm auditioning for this film over and over, and if I get it, I don't want to be bound to Screen Gems."
0: Ah. And, And
1: so they wanted me badly enough that they actually agreed, which was so shocking looking back at the time I thought it was normal and then later right said, you you did that and I'm like yeah and uh, you didn't have an attorney no anyway they signed me and so the first job I had was uh, I had one line which was something I think it was something like uh, may I help you <laughs> yeah, well of course you remember
0: your one line yes of course that was it I'm not sure
1: <laughs> well I think it was may, may I help you there and because I was in an office and supposedly working in this office. And, and that, but in the meantime that I was still doing the multiple auditions for this film called at 6 AM for Steve's company, Civil uh, Art Productions. And so I, anyway, I would be over at Screen Jams and then I'd go over to the other side of town uh, where Steve's offices were and I'd do a, yet another audition. And so, so that was my first paid acting job on film was, May I help
0: you? <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so Steve McQueen. So I, from what I understand of the story, there were hundreds of, of girls, young women that were 500. 500 that were, that were auditioned for this role. It came down to a handful of you. Yes. And from what I understand, Steve handpicked you himself. He did. That? Yeah. Okay. So now uh, what, what, what the hell was that like? I mean, and, and I heard that he also mentored you. He did. Um,
1: he was my mentor.
0: Yeah. In what That's, way? How did he mentor you?
1: Oh, it's just, um, you know, the thing about Steve was that I thought he was really old <laughs> uh, because I was really young and mm-hmm. he was of my parents' generation. He was mm-hmm. their age. Mm-hmm. And, um, so for me, it was like, uh, he was like a father figure.
0: Hmm.
1: and did so he see he, it that way oh yeah totally oh nice oh, totally yeah mm-hmm. and um no there was nothing weird mm-hmm. you know this was strictly like a father-daughter a older brother whatever you know it was like that mm-hmm. and so he he knew that I knew like nothing <laughs> and even though I was I was a trained actor. I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of training. I was. I was uh, very very well trained, mm-hmm. and, um, and had been a dancer. And you know, but you know, my father had been a marine, and Steve was a marine, and I rode a motorcycle, and he rode a motorcycle, and nice. And we both like fast cars, even though I couldn't afford one, mm-hmm. but I was in his fast car, mm-hmm. and um, so he he was um, he was a very unique and special being. Mm -hmm. and uh, there's nobody like him, Mm -hmm. and it just, he was so, he just, he was very uh, concerned about, because I was really skinny at the time, Mm -hmm. because I was a model, and a a dancer, and he was like, you got to gain weight, this girl has to be more like Midwestern, and, and, but I don't want you to gain it, and become just Untoned, and so I would go into his office, and he would teach me these exercises. Wow! And everybody, a lot of people were coming and going. It wasn't like it was like door closed, weird stuff. Right, off. right, right. And um, and we would do these exercises. And, wow! And then finally one day I said to him, "Where do you get these exercises? Because every time I come in, you have a different one." He's like, "Oh, I have this Chinese uh, fitness expert. Nobody used the word." trainers in those days mm-hmm. and I went oh okay he said so when he teaches me something new then I teach it to you if I think it's the right thing and uh uh-huh. and so then years and years later because I never knew the guy's name and then years and years later when I'm looking at that, a book in my shelf um, a, a biography about Steve but the the writer who's a fantastic writer Marshall Terrell uh, interviewed me for a book about Steve I've been interviewed mm-hmm. a lot and he said, do you know who that was? That Chinese uh, fitness person? I said, no. And he said, it was Bruce Lee. <laughs> so oh my
0: God.
1: I didn't know that because Steve never said his name. Not That's crazy. For no reason, just didn't. Right. And uh, yeah. So I guess I was trained kind of third hand.
0: By So was he sort of the gent? Was he the gentle? Because his persona, I just watched The Great Escape recently. He, he's so amazing. Was Sorry. he a gentle Or was, or was he gruff? What was he like personally? He was
1: never gruff with me. Mm -hmm. I've heard he was gruff with others, Mm -hmm. but never with me because I was just a young girl. Mm -hmm. What was he going to do? Be Mm -hmm. mean to me? And Mm -hmm. you know, he was investing a lot of money in me. Mm -hmm. So there was that. And and I assume you learned a lot. I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And he taught me, you know, how to behave on a set and how to save money and Wow. You know, you know, and how to um, do it, things in films that draw attention to you. Mm-hmm. And um, he just taught me, you know, a lot, basically how to behave. And I don't know, it's it, it's hard to describe, you know,
0: it's wonderful. I I love it. I, I um, that's thrilling. Okay. So another, icon that you worked with orson wells how did that happen oh my god
1: so that was a film that um i'm sorry to say is not a good film no but um but working with orson was again another experience of a lifetime mm-hmm. and um i i was uh, because i i studied film a lot mm-hmm. as as a young person and i mm-hmm. i think more Actress Day Day ought to do that mm. uh, because you learn a lot. And I had studied all of Orson's films mm. and, you know, to, of course, Citizen Kane, The Magnificent Ambersons and on and on. And, on. and uh, so I I got offered this job. It was. It was not a good script, particularly. <laughs> it was like a really silly, but it was Orson Welles mm-hmm. and I needed a job. Mm-hmm. And I think it was my second film, I think, I'm not sure. And so, and, and there's, anyway, I'm friends, it's strange because going back to how you meet your friends, I'm friends with those people from that film to this very day while wow. uh, the ones who are still with us. And um, it's, it's interesting. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, so we were young, and we didn't, we didn't have much money, any of us, and we didn't have much say in anything, mm-hmm. and um, I'd kind of gone from, you know, Good. being way, way like up here with Steve, and now I was kind of way down here, <laughs> you know, but that's just because okay. of this film, and then, right. but, but it was Orson Welles, you know, and he was yeah. larger in life in so many different ways, mm-hmm. and physically, he was a huge man. Mm-hmm. And he had this magnificent voice. Oh, yes. And I played his, <laughs> so stupid. Um, he played a warlock and I played his witch protege. Wow. So, so a lot of my <laughs> most of my scenes were with Orson. Uh-huh. And but we would be, you know, we were a bunch of young actors and Michael Aunt King and Pamela Frank. Oh wow. Susan mm-hmm. Bernard, and mm-hmm. who sadly passed away. And Uh, Harvey Jason and Lisa James and, and we all still know each other, which is very interesting. And, and we all ended up because Pamela had come from England didn't know anybody. And she and Harvey met on that film and got married. They're still married. And and I know their son, who's a film publicist, such a small world, but Pamela didn't know anybody. So then we ended up being the bridesmaids in her wedding. But uh, going back to Orson, so Morrison, of course, was treated like a king, like a god on the film, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were not treated very well, mm-hmm. uh, but it was okay because we were young and we really, really didn't care, mm-hmm. and so uh, every day when it was lunchtime, um, he had this gigantic trailer. We had these, like, kind of coffin trailers, <laughs> anyway. and he would, uh, and, then he, and then there was the chef's trailer. Mm. which was his chef mm-hmm. not our chef mm-hmm. and so every day we would be kind of up high on this kind of ridge and he would be down low in sort of a ravine with the two trailers and then we would watch and we'd start to smell the food mm-hmm. and then we'd watch the chef come out and show Orson you know here's your bottom <laughs> would you like this how, how is this vintage and then they come to us, you know, and he would be sitting there dining with this fabulous meal, they come to us and they would throw these brown paper bags at us <laughs> with a can of Coke and we would have, <laughs> you know, a soggy tuna fish sandwich and oh. kind of a moldy apple. I mean, yeah. it would never happened now, but it sure happened then. Right.
0: Okay. So let's keep, so,
1: and so he then was let's. Great to me, by the way, just, just, he was great to me. That's wonderful. Was.
0: Yeah. He That's was so wonderful. lovely. Yeah. And with Steve McQueen, you worked with, uh, you co-starred with Michael Douglas, is that correct? Right,
1: yeah. And
0: so was it Michael's first film as well? No. No.
1: It okay. was Michael's third film. Okay. Um, I was hired way before Michael. And I went through the whole co- casting process um, and then got the role. And then I had to go through the whole casting process with the guys. Right. I had to read with the guys and test mm-hmm. with the guys. Mm-hmm. And, and um so I, I got to know all of them pretty well. And then one day, um, they came in and they said, um, we think, we think we know who we're going to hire. We think we're, we're going to hire Kirk Douglas's son. And I was like, Oh, who's that? And you know, they wow. said, well, his name is Michael. I mean, he wasn't famous. He'd right. two films prior to that. And he wasn't famous yet. And so they hired him. He was the most gorgeous, man oh my god he was so Mm. handsome and he was so talented Mm. and we did a lot of uh because we were sent after the film was over then we were sent on tour together Mm. oh toured the country and uh, promoting the film right and one day he said to me you know I really I really want to be a producer and it was like really and he said yeah I want to be a producer and hello one flew over yeah. his cuckoo's nest, which oh, yeah. his father had the rights to and mm-hmm. gave him to Michael. And then that,
0: you know, so that and was- you, And then you also worked with Kirk much later, right? And Mark he Kirk, front? Yeah, yeah, years later, mm-hmm. I worked
1: with mm-hmm. Kirk and that was really fun. I love Kirk. I have on my bulletin board a note from Kirk. Oh, it was just a few months before he died. Oh, and yeah, it was really nice. And um, he had heard me on an interview like this mm-hmm. one. And I was talking about how much I loved him because I did. Mm-hmm. And he was a mensch, just a mensch. Oh, <clears throat> did you, st- have you stayed in touch with Michael through the years? So once in a while, mm-hmm. once in a great while, you know, but life happens.
0: Was he, I mean, he became so huge, so huge. and, and which affected his yeah. persona in life as well. Was he different before he became huge? No, I I just think he was pretty much always
1: the same. Mm -hmm. He was just a really good guy Mm -hmm. and uh, very, but incredibly smart, just really smart, which is why he became a major producer and is very, very successful, so.
0: Wonderful, and then okay. So you're twice Emmy nominated, and I know the first one was with Mark Harmon, another fantastic actor, and he's a fantastic. From what I hear, a wonderful guy. And what a wonderful guy! You had a completely different persona in that film. Yes. um, Did did you have a southern accent when you were a little girl? Yes, I did. Growing
1: up in the south, yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, we grew up, we moved a lot, but it was Mm -hmm. always within that south, mid south, midwest region. So I had kind of a hodgepodge of an accent and then the stuttering on top of it, it wasn't
0: <laughs> And so did you pull from your real accent to do? No, 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 no. no.
1: I can't do my real accent. It's not my real accent. Anyway. Yeah, right. Um, I, I, I don't, I haven't spoken like that. I can't do that accent. I don't even know that accent. Did, did but- you study to lose that accent or did
0: it just happen naturally?
1: No, no, it did not happen naturally. I, my professor, Mm-hmm. The one who uh, handled my stuttering, he also handled my accent, and mm-hmm. I always had a really low voice uh, mm-hmm. for a woman and mm-hmm. for a girl, and uh, we kept that, and uh, but we got rid of the hodgepodge accent, got rid mm-hmm. of stuttering, and got, and then also my teacher in England was very helpful, and then um, and then we got also got rid of uh, uh, I was very nasal, mm-hmm. and I spoke very rapidly. Mm-hmm. So we got rid of all of that.
0: Okay, I'm making you fix your hair because you'll be mad at me if I don't. Oh, I so I want you to look it. at your bangs because you have a piece that you have to push the you other know, direction. It, just no, like... the one the one on top you have to push the other direction. It's going the wrong direction. You have to fix it now because oh, no. you'll you'll be mad at me if I don't. I will be you mad because I no, can it has to go like... the other way. The one on top has to go the other way. What this that one? piece over yeah, that one has to go the other way. Oh um, God. I'm only telling you because you you'll be mad. At, no, there's one piece that's in the you wrong direction. That's what people don't know. No, see we head. we don't edit. Okay, this fine. is, so is right. Nobody
1: gets to see me fixing my
0: uh, that's right. Okay. I'm, I've been sitting here chuching with my my Ugh. ear thing that's driving me crazy the whole time. So okay, let's talk about Valley Girl, because that's so you know well, you're 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 so yeah, fix that one piece this is the wrong this one. one. So <laughs> yes. So so Valley Girl, Nicolas Cage. So this is a low budget film, right? This is very low budget. budget. So how did you get that? Oh,
1: you know, it was that that was, you know, a long, long time. You know, I was very, you know, very established actors, right? um, You know, it was kind of like a friend. Uh, Okay, a friend called me up. Actually, Mm -hmm. was calling camp, Mm -hmm. called me up and said, you know, there's this, there's this little movie and we're all going to do it. And do you want to do it? I said, I don't know. Can I read the script? read script and was like, well, this is really fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she said, and there's a female director. It was like, oh, a female director. Well, that was new. I had never mm-hmm. worked with a female director. Mm-hmm. So that was a big draw for me. And and so we all just did this movie. And and then my friend Heidi, who's probably watching right now, who was one of the stars of Valley Girls, she played Stacy, But um, she had a totally different experience because oh. she was young. Mm-hmm. Right. And we were all very, you know, Colleen and me and Fred Forrest and.
0: I Well, wow, Frederick Forrest, I forgot about him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All, all the adults. Right. right.
1: We were just like, word of mouth. Do you want to do this movie? And by the way, we're, can you bring some clothes? Because we don't have the money. <laughs> sure. I'll bring the clothes. And can we use your living room? No. <laughs> and um, so it was very much like my dad has a barn. Let's put on the show. And really. now N-
0: Nicholas Cage was not, it was this his first movie? It, it was, he his was his not- first movie.
1: Yeah. And he was Nicholas Coppola. Yes. And, but then he, because Martha had, was like auditioning lots of young guys for that role. Uh-huh. She was auditioning lots of young girls for those uh, teen roles. Right. And um, so she uh, was told uh, by a friend, hey, I know you're looking for this particular character. And um, I know this young guy who came in for something, and I don't know who it was I said this to her, I have to ask her sometime. And, um, but he's, he's, he's a Coppola, but he doesn't want anybody to know that. She's like, okay. And so she auditioned him, and he was incredible. And so he got the role. Mm-hmm. And um, But his, his request was, please don't tell anybody I'm a Coppola. And my last name now is Cage. So we all knew it. Mm-hmm. because most of us knew Francis right. and um and the family and but then we we honored it and we never said anything so but yeah that was his first movie
0: that's so fun so and Chadwick Bosman um what did you Chadwick, Chadwick? yeah um uh and so what w- he seemed lovely what so what was that ex- film experience like
1: um, i did a series with mm-hmm. chad and mm-hmm. um it was uh, only ran for one season mm-hmm. and
0: oh yeah person's unknown yes person's That's unknown that. it was mm-hmm. really
1: it really should have run for many seasons it was great and, and mm-hmm. the writing was incredible christopher mm-hmm. mccory who writes all the films for tom cruise and mm-hmm. uh, remy boba who's incredible and it just had such a pedigree Mm. And all the actors are, were really great. I mean, Alan rock he's now in succession. And, and then Chad it was mm-hmm. this young guy. He was really sweet. He was really nice. He was incredibly gifted, as, as everybody knows now. Mm-hmm. And he was in it. And um, I was evil. And <laughs> uh, I played a, a, a very questionable woman. Mm-hmm. And um, he played, it, it was a sci-fi. It was mm-hmm. a sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. It was really good.
0: Hmm. and you've done you've you have some more recent stuff that i want to get to before be, before we run out of time so you did something with joey travolta that very compelling uh Bells with and and it was an in, inclusion film correct
1: yes and that was with donna pescal and donna mills and rj Mitte from breaking bad and Jerry Jewell from- I love Jerry. I love Jerry so much. And gosh, they had a really amazing cast. But the, the big draw about mm-hmm. that, Carol mm-hmm. DeBell's, mm-hmm. which you can still see, streaming and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, was that it was, Joey uh, has schools for the disabled, or as he calls them, differently abled. And which I think is really sweet. I love that. And appropriate. And Mm -hmm. um, so he has schools for differently abled people who want to be in the film industry and want to work on crews. Mm -hmm. And um, it was his big dream to do a Hollywood film Mm -hmm. with uh, the students who had graduated with Hollywood actors. And so that's what this was. Mm -hmm. So 70% of the crew were the students from uh, his schools. Wow. They were amazing. Just, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were professional. They were not only were they on time, they were always there early. Wow. And, um, and they were great. And now a lot of them have are doing other jobs in the film industry. There's a bunch of them, I think on Dr. Phil and, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're, and they're, and then Andrea Friedman played Carol, Carol Mm -hmm. Mills, and she does have Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we had Three differently able people in the cast, and then seventy percent of the crew. That was a very, very sweet story. Wow,
0: seventy percent of the crew. Does this overlap with what David Zimmerman does at all? Yeah, David cast this movie. Okay, there you go. Well, I knew there had to be some sort of connection there. There you (laughs) tiny little world that we
1: all. Okay,
0: speaking of the little tiny world we live in, so I found you because uh, Donna Pascal Oh, and I and everything on Donna's page I ever saw was with you and, and the, you guys commenting back and forth and going out to dinner and doing all of these fun yeah, things. Yeah, we're about
1: to do that. We're we're going to the um, Van Gogh exhibit.
0: Fabulous. I mean,
1: how how did you and Donna become friends? We met on that film oh. on Carol of the Bells. So and it's no, it not that very, long ago. No, it's a very strange and wonderful thing that, you know, you can make friends when you're older and, <laughs> and, um, Donna and I are soulmates. And I can see. Hi, Donna. She's hi watching. Donna. Um, I adored her. But we really are. It, it, we just, I don't know. We, we have kind of talked about it, kind of like looked at it going, well, this is really interesting because it was kind of like my long lost sister. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's really interesting how it happened. And we just bonded. And we had this one really funny Thing we had to do was she had a self-tape and we had to do it in location we didn't have any equipment we ha- didn't have any tripods we had nothing and so i started stacking luggage and we were in the hotel room and mm-hmm. and i had started stacking luggage up and then the ice bucket and, then, <laughs> and put my iphone <laughs> completely crazy mm-hmm. and uh, um anyway that was a, a big bonding moment that we did that <laughs> and um and then uh, i don't it just was like i'm telling you it was actually magical it was magical. It was like, oh,
0: I know you see now I thought you guys knew each other forever because that's what it appears and I can that connection is so strong. It's that's what it feels like.
1: It's, it's very interesting how once a while in a lifetime, those kind of things actually happen.
0: I love that. Okay, (laughs) so I'm going to run through a couple more people quickly before we go. Malcolm McDowell, huge fan. You did kids versus monsters. What's it like working with Malcolm? (laughs) He's a really great actor. He is. He is. Do you know Anson bought his house? Anson's house in, in Ohio was, was, was Malcolm McDowell's, was. McDowell's house. Yeah, it was Malcolm's house. It's yeah. The world. It's I very teeny, teeny tiny. And what's this chocolate is not better than sex. I see that's upcoming for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, you know, I don't know. It, it, I did it and that's it. And I move on.
0: I okay so comedy, all right
1: by the way it's a comedy it's not weird
0: it's a comedy no I knew with you into it it's not and there's something else coming up into the fire is that you don't know I haven't done I, that yet oh okay listen okay all right it's on your thing John Voigt, JL Ranch how is it to work with John
1: well I've known John for God uh, I don't even know how many years John's one of, the, one of the very first people I ever met wow and um he's he's a brilliant actor just mm-hmm. one of the I think one of the top ever and if people listening have not seen Midnight Cowboy yes it's an old oh. movie but really if you don't see it because I've seen the Oscar on John's mantle and you know and I've <laughs> I just watched watch it
0: again it. recently oh wow nice yeah picked it up <laughs> held it very heavy mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> he's a great actor really a great actor You've worked with so many. I mean, I'm going down the list of the shows you've done. Well, you did a lot of Murder, She Wrote. So you did, You Angela Lansbury, I you did a lot the of- hold
1: I, record. I Do been, you I've really? I, I've been told that. Wow. Who knows if it's true, but I've been told I hold a very particular record for Murder, She Wrote, which was a TV series that for people who are too young to remember. Oh. But with mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury, if you go, who mm-hmm. she is, I'm sorry for you. But um, <laughs> uh, I've I, I been told that I hold a record for the most- different roles because I did five I think it's five wow maybe six wow maybe maybe one was a yeah I played some once you know like sometimes I'd be the murderer sometimes I was the victim (laughs) sometimes I was the whatever I was it was always different roles and different characters and different accents and and it was really a great show to do because Angela's one of the great
0: amazing Yes. Okay. So you've done all these other shows with like the most amazing men from James Brolin, Marcus Welby. You did Bonanza with, with Michael Landon. You did Medical Center. You did Rockford Files. You did the streets of San Francisco. I mean, you did all these amazing television shows with all these amazing of all the, of all the actors that you've worked with. Was there anybody that like stood out like, I had a, I mean, I'm, you probably had more than one crush, but was there anybody that was like, oh my God, I have such a crush on him. Did you ever, did you go through that at all? I'm thinking. Nope. No kidding. Nope. I just don't listen it like that. It's work. Yeah. I just do the work and that's it. And And you never dated anybody that was. I didn't say that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's another topic. That's another topic. Another All day. right. All right. Another day. So, okay. So I know you're off to meet Candy, and you're going to a screening. What are you seeing tonight? Uh, we're seeing Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be wonderful.
1: So with uh, Meryl Streep and Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer, I always forget her last
0: name. Oh, not Lawrence. Lawrence? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 She's wonderful.
1: And, yeah. She's amazing. Uh, and somebody else I can't remember and and it's an it's gonna be a nice thing we're gonna see the movie and then we're gonna do a party, and they always serve good food at this at this particular private home and um I wish you probably know what I'm talking about and and then we're going to talk to the actors and the director
0: and so is Meryl going to be there Mm -hmm. wow you know, I, I, I'm not doing anything yet. And I've been not, I've been turning down everything and it's killing me. So you're back to, you're back to life. You're just living life the way you always lived it. Totally. Yeah, yeah totally. And you yeah. feel comfortable and
1: I feel you're fun. all good. Yeah. I mean, I take precautions. I'm not mm-hmm. stupid, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, but no, I mean, and really most people I know are mm-hmm. just because it's Oscar season yeah (laughs) and and last year oscar season was staring into a computer and that was really boring yeah so now this season we're back to now the academy hasn't reopened but it is reopening in january Mm -hmm. which will really be nice and um and then the new academy museum is open people can go there Mm -hmm. and uh no so we're we're doing a lot of a lot of screen i mean there is uh physical distancing and Mm -hmm. you know things like that but not always
0: and I've been I've been seeing the pictures and
1: it, yeah well also remember when we take the pictures we take right. our masks off right right yeah you know, and then we put them back on right so what are you going to do yeah uh, that's the rule yeah and but no I'm I'm just going to live life because that's what I want to do
0: well you're doing it beautifully and gorgeously and I'm I've so enjoyed getting to spend a little time with you in real life, which is I mean, the only event I have been to this entire 20 months. You were there. I read and, that. Uh, and I was so amazed
1: that we actually met there because then I had seen you interviewing Donna, you know, because I was trying to help her with <laughs> some technical stuff. And, um,
0: and I was like, oh my God, that's Vicky.
1: I know. So and I, it
0: was I, really fun. It was to, fun. It yeah. was really fun. I'm going to meet Lauren because Lauren Gold of The Who, we're oh, going nothing. to have sushi tonight. Oh, you are? Oh, you are yeah. you telling hello for me? I absolutely will. Oh, I he absolutely. He's he, I, he so enjoyed meeting you. I so so please, please send candy, my love. And oh, I, well. I, I hopefully will get back to seeing you at all those things. Uh, well, come on, you know, doing... I know. Well, I'm getting hip surgery. So I'm going to be laid That's up right. for, like, and for Oscar you do- when season. When are you doing that? I'm doing it on December 1st, really soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll I'll be hobbling around for a while. We will talk. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, I want to find out. Yeah, not yeah. tonight. You go do your thing. I gotta go well, do my thing. I
1: see the clock and candy.
0: Send Donna my love. My love. Send Candy my love. Uh, you you're gorgeous. Thank you so Thank much for you. doing you're this, gorgeous. Lee.
1: Thank you Thank so you. much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we will do this again sometime. I'm leaving Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Goodbye. Goodbye. And-